Hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Serial from the Box. <laughs> I'm Marie. I'm Gianna. And this mic is on. We are uh, on air. Smoking. <laughs> it's a hot mic. Gosh. Yeah. Anyway, Marie, what's up? How's it going? Nothing. I have a, a candle with me. Mm. It is. Um, it's lit. It's lit, and I don't have anywhere to put it, so I'm like just put it down. To put it on the floor. Why? But I kind of like holding it when it's warm. Anyways, it's strawberry pound cake. So imagine that smell. It sounds absolutely delicious. Really? I love it. Yeah. You so gave me like today. one of my favorite candles of all time, which Did is I really? like espresso smelling candle. I remember getting you that candle. Yeah. And I was so sad when I finished it, but I, I used it like religiously. Yeah. This one, I was surprised because I'm not like a, I'm not like a, a food uh, candle scent kind of gal. Like, you right. know, like how Yankee Candle does all his like crazy, crazy scents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not oh, yeah. necessarily about that life. Um, but this one's really freaking delicious. So, yeah. I don't awesome. know. Mm-hmm. Happy for you. Thanks. So, that's, that's me in this moment anyways. Uh-huh. And in life? And in life, oh, it goes on. Um, no one really wants to probably hear about work, but I feel like that's the center of my life at the moment. My brain is uh, mush because mm-hmm. um, we're in a review. Uh, otherwise, I'm faring. And I think that's enough. So Okay. That's good. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm also faring here. Yeah. I'm... I'm excited because I'm starting a new show on Monday. Yeah. And um, so I hope that goes well because I remember, like, the last show I did, like, being a swing is interesting, but it's also, like, depressing. You're just, like, you're just sitting there the whole time. Everyone's rehearsing and, like, doing stuff, and you're just, like, sitting. Yeah. So it gets, like, really, like, sad when everyone learns their stuff and you're just watching like when everyone's learning you can kind of learn with them mm-hmm. um but just watching everyone when you are done learning is like really emotionally hard yeah so i'm just hoping that like this show will be a little bit better yeah than the last one fingers but that's crossed fun. yeah 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 but i'm excited i think yeah. it'll be good cool that's fun and exciting yeah um, I'm trying to think if I have anything else that's, like, worth discussing. Oh, this is not related to the, um, to the main, uh, meat, whatever you call it. The, <laughs> the main point of this, uh, of this episode today. But I feel like maybe let's do a little, like, newsflash, like, things, things news going flash. on in the world that I want to give a one-shot opinion about. Okay. Um, and these are things that I'm not like fully educated on. I just like saw it in passing, and I'm like was filled with like you know fury. So we're gonna talk about it now. Um, did you see that there was a? I don't know who was like an article or like uh, some American Board Pediatrics Association or something like that uh, released information about thinking that it's okay or like approving, if you will, for um medicines and bariatric surgeries for children. Jamma's mouth is a gate. 
I know you can't see, but Mm-mm. it's important to know that. I yeah, I know. definitely don't have all the details about it, so I don't know if I explained that in the most 100% accurate oh way. God. No, but I know but, I understand what you mean. Yeah, I saw stuff on that, and that's, like, absolutely ridiculous. That's and appalling. Those poor so children. Angry. Yeah. It's just, like, the, the whole idea of, like, the quote-unquote obesity epidemic and, like, Yeah, it makes me frustrated because I have, like, my own, like, opinions about, like, bariatric surgery in general, especially when it comes to, like, um, binge eating disorder and, like, how dangerous it is to recommend a bariatric surgery. Um, For a child. Well, yes, for a child as well. But when you're – when you already have, like, an eating disorder and – you're you need to work on your relationship with food and the mental health component of it but then it gets addressed by medical professionals by recommending weight loss or surgeries to help assist with weight loss yeah um that like that's not helpful and can be very dangerous and i feel like the medical community is like so disconnected from like the mental anything health. like yes anything mental health related so, yeah. I I mean, like, not only is there, like, the fat phobic elements of, like, thinking that assist any medical assistance in weight loss is inherently beneficial to somebody's health, um, like, that's yeah. a wrong assumption, in my opinion, and to kind of confound that on top of, like, when someone has mental health issues, how are you, like, putting them in? in further danger and not actually helping yeah. the situation in any way. And then you're adding that in this current situation to, like, be a viable option for children. It's like, why would you do that to a child's body? First of all, they don't even have fucking autonomy to choose that for themselves. That's their yeah. parents choosing that for them. Right. And I think that's fucked because, one, parents are only so informed you know, about medical related things. Like you have to, in some ways be reliant on your doctor to be like, Oh, this is what's best for my child's health. Right. And then apparently I have more than one thought about this. Actually, (laughs) I thought this was going to be quick. Um, but then too, like when we live in a fat phobic society that's dictated by diet culture, like we already know like about (laughs) what, what was it that remember the podcast that you helped out with? Yeah. And the Rip Diets uh podcast yeah. host was Emily. Andrea, Emily, Emily. Why would Andrea's the other one, right? Andrea has a different podcast that's like dog pig, that's like sexy. Yes, but Emily is uh Rip Diet Culture. Yeah, and Emily's and, actually on a new, new podcast. Yeah, do you want to plug it for her? Do you know what it's I called? think it's called Diet Starts Tomorrow. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Very cool. Love that for her. Um but yeah, I think she talked about, I mean, I stalked her Instagram, so this is how I know it. Like, her parents sent her to, like, a fat camp or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, that blows my fucking mind. Yeah, I feel like fat camp is, like, a thing. It, the news to me, but, like, that, one, sounds traumatizing, two, like, I, I mean, like, I'm like, fundamentally against, obviously, the idea of putting any child on a diet as mm-hmm. a literal child um 
And as we know, that usually tends to fuck up your relationship with food, if not also give you an eating disorder in the process. Mm-hmm. So, like, to have these extra options, if you will, you know what I mean, that are, like, approved by the medical community of, like, oh, yeah, you can send your child to a fat camp. You can put them on a diet. You can get them surgery. Here's this medicine. Yeah. When it's, like, that's a growing person that yeah. needs nutrients and nutrition. Absolutely beyond me. Anyways, so that was infuriating. I saw that. Yeah. That's so uh-huh. cool. Not cool. Is there anything else that I've seen recently? That infuriates you? Well, you sent me that, well, you sent me that one TikTok about um, how the one dietitian uh, has noticed that a lot of her um, clients have been getting younger and younger. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really sad to hear anecdotally. And we were having a conversation because in the video, she was talking about these children are coming from families where like diet culture and disordered eating is like so normalized yeah. that I said to That's Gianna like the, that like the almond mom's trend. Right, exactly, exactly. And I just think that's so that's so difficult because I mean, we have varying experiences of this ourselves, but like yeah. my parents were on and off diet. So, like, I understood what was dieting versus, like, what was, quote-unquote, normal eating. Like, in this video, like, one of the examples that she gave is, like, you know, families that never eat out. Like, that's not something I ever experienced. Obviously, eating out was kind of one of those things where it's, like, uh, when we're, quote-unquote, being good and on our diet, we're going to do that less. Or we're picking the healthier option at the restaurant or whatever, right? But when no one was dieting, then it was, like, who cares? Convenience all the way, you know? I feel like my family, we just, like, didn't go out to eat that much because it was expensive. Fair <laughs> but enough. But I would, like, always go out with one of our friends' family. We'd, like, eat out every Friday. Like, they mm. like they would go every Friday, and, like, I would go with them sometimes. And I was like, this is what normal people do? Like, <laughs> Yeah. I feel like it must be so difficult when – your family and your parents are so wrapped up in it that you don't mm-hmm. know yeah. what normal is. Yeah. Like, how do you, like, it's hard enough to unlearn diet culture in and of I feel itself, like though, but. I feel like, though, like, with, like, on the same, like, thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. little girls, little girls don't know. But then when they're, like, older, it's like we get this, that's what I'm saying with the almond mom trend, like, it's making fun of it. Yeah. Like, you see how ridiculous it is, but, like, little girls aren't going to know that that's weird. Right. But I also wonder to, like, what extent – Um. well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it depends because I've also seen those videos where it's, like, this is what's in my parents' fridge, and it's, like, okay, <laughs> condiments. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, there's, like, a, a the ingredients house versus a meal right. house. Right. Exactly. Uh, so maybe it is, like, it's not just an almond mom. Maybe there's, like, an almond dad version of it. Maybe it's both of them. Yeah. I don't know. But, <laughs> I, yeah, I wonder how people naturally unlearn that. Is that just, like, through their own experience of, like, doing it? And then they're like, holy shit, that actually fucking sucks. No stinks. No. Um, I'd rather not be this stressed about food. I don't know. I feel like unrelated Mm-hmm. like related but unrelated like my my sister like had a really serious eating disorder I had 
issues with eating. My mom also as a teen um, had eating problems. Yeah. And when we were growing up, she was a 100% almond mom. She was like, I'm so full. I just like ate yeah. blank amount of almonds. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. But as Gabrielle like really went through recovery and like my parents went to like a, she did this thing called rock recovery, which is, I think Jesus Eve, but I don't really know. Okay. And they like, um, were like, Oh, bring a parent night. And like my parents went and like learned about <laughs> eating disorders and stuff and my mom's eyes were like really opened by that and Mm. and like she's been saying to me like a lot lately like I like don't care about like what I look like I just want to be healthy now and like she like describes to me like all her meals which I'm like I don't need to know this but (laughs) she eats like so much better now than she's like I'd rather be healthy than skinny and I'm like great perspective mom Oh, like, Claudia, I'm so happy slow for slow her. Slow. You know, yeah. like, so I was, like, happy that she's turning it around um, in terms of that. So even moms can change. <laughs> uh, yeah. You have there's to still hope, hope for those parents out there that, like, are really entrenched in diet culture. And hopefully it doesn't take your child almost dying for right. you to see that. Although I did see... <laughs> Actually, never mind. I'll talk to you about this later. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Okay. Um. Any other news? Me. The uh, hot celebrity gossip. I don't know. I. Okay. This is the one and only time I'll say this because I really don't actually want to do a video on it because I think it's more triggering than helpful to like denounce yeah. this. Um. But the whole Ozempic thing, I I need people to stop fucking talking about it. Yeah, I'm I'm over it. Cut I, it out. Uh, I am also done with celebrities being so focused on the thin ideal. But I know, like, part of it's like the industry, so like the blame can't entirely go on the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the whole situation is fucked, and like I remember like when I was more in the depths of my uh restriction well no both <laughs> both was binging and restriction like right. um the idea that there is like a magic pill that I could take that would um aid me in my desire to lose weight um mm-hmm. was really appealing but obviously I never did that whose fucking money am I gonna use for that my parents credit card no <laughs> that's dumb um so I don't like I don't like the idea of when things that celebrities do, not that it's accessible, but the fact that they're doing puts in the notion that like maybe it could be possible for the layperson. I don't know. Like I yeah. feel like they both both truths exist simultaneously. Like celebrities are so untouchable and they can get away with like doing whatever because they have bouts and bouts of money. And things that are really unrealistic. So, like, for example, like, plastic surgery, right? It's, like, the average person probably isn't getting, yeah, a BBL every five seconds. That's not how BBLs work. And people are getting them removed now. It's it's, it's a whole. Right. (laughs) Um, But vice versa, I feel like when celebrities do things and then are public about doing them, it 
almost like makes it seem like, oh, well, if only we could do this as lay people, then like maybe it's possible. Right. I don't. I feel right. like it kind of supplements both truths at once. So I don't like. Or maybe it just, like, maybe I mean to say, like, it normalizes it more in the sense that it becomes more okay. It's less hush-hush underground. It's like, ah, yes, this is actively what people do. Mayhaps I can do it, too, because it's okay. Mayhaps. Mayhaps. (laughs) Yeah. So that's all I'll say about that, because that also infuriates me. And you have the right to be infuriated. Thanks. We, as a collective... I'll have the right to be infuriated. <laughs> yeah. I just shook my fist. At the world. Yeah. Shaking my fist at society. Rah. Rah. Okay. Do we want to hop into it? Yeah, let's hop. Let's, let's, let's hop right in. Let's just sit right down. Okay. Sit down at our metaphorical table. I'm going to sit down physically. Okay, great. I'm already sitting. I got I got roped in to a birthday party for my boss, mm-hmm. and um, everyone had to uh, agree to bring something. <laughs> so I said, "I'm bringing the cake." <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> I was just checking the cake tip because I started smelling it. I was like, "Did I burn this cake?" <laughs> it was not burned. Okay, good. I'm glad. Put but I'm back now. Skills okay. to- is it still in yeah. the oven? Yeah, but or I turned the off? oven off. Because it was almost it? done. Because it was oh, almost okay. done. Okay, so okay. I just turned the oven off. Like, it, it's, like, done, but, like, like a little bit moist still. Mm-hmm. So I just think we'll leave it there just in case. Okay. Sounds good. Oh, I'll let you handle that. I won't interfere. I'm not concerned. It's it's, it's my boss's birthday cake. <laughs> there's, there's 12 people coming to the birthday party. Mm-hmm. So. Three of us are planning the birthday party. <laughs> One oh, of them gosh. is my boss. <laughs> okay, great. So, we're at our metaphorical table, or a literal table, and we are going to talk about <laughs> being at said table during a meal. <clears throat> and, and just our experiences with that. The reason, yeah. I don't know why I thought about this, but I was thinking one day, Reflecting on my good old times in the treatment center. That was sarcastic for anyone that needed to, <laughs> to clarification. Um, and I was just thinking about all these, um, like, bizarre, if you will, like, games we would play during our meals. And it's because the treatment center, or the first one that I went to, was, like, very oriented around, like, distract yourself during meals as long as, long as it, like, doesn't prevent you from finishing your meal within the allotted time frame. Right. And so we play like these games and there was a one and I want to know what it's called because I would love to relearn the rules. Cause what's it's it called? a fun game. Not what's it called, but like describe it. I'm, I'm going to try. So it's something like someone thinks of like a word and I don't know if they like start by giving you like what the first letter would be or whatnot, but then mm-hmm. The other people will guess a word and basically like, so let's say the word was like, uh, no, I don't want the word to be that. I was going to say zebra and I was like, that's too hard. Zebra. Um, zebra. Uh, let's say the word was like, 
hat, I guess, right? Yeah. So someone would guess a word, and let's say they guess a word that starts with C. So you say cobra, and then, I don't know, you, like, indicate that, like, they're closer, so that they got, like, the first letter. Then they know it starts with C. Kind of, but there's no, like, moving. So then you know that it starts with C, so you guess another word, and then maybe you do calf, and then it's like, yes, you got the C-A. Now you need to, like, keep guessing until you get the full word spelled out. Does that make sense? It makes sense, but that sounds so hard. But it was, like, kind of easy, and some people were, like, really good at it. I don't know. I wish I knew it was called. We used to do that. Um, That's some eating disorder shit. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, what other games we play. That's the one that, like, comes to mind. I don't know who, like, invented it. Uh, Word association. True. No, that's a different game, though. It's, but no, I do it's love not that, that game. but, like, yeah. I don't know. And then um, sometimes after meals, I don't know when this was. Sometimes they would let us play Bananagrams afterwards, but I don't know I why they would. I love Bananagrams. Bananagrams is the kind of the why best wouldn't, ever. Why wouldn't they let you? Why, why would you be restricted from playing Bananagrams? Well, because sometimes we had shit to do after. Oh, I blew out one of. Oh, hold on. I can't. Oh no, they both went out. <laughs> Hold on, that'd be a crisis. I need to just put it down and not move it. Okay, no, okay. I want you to become a flame swallower. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, why not? I That's think it would be wonderful. Dangerous. Um. Yeah, sometimes I like things to do after. You know. You can't just stay at the table. Oh, do you know what we used to do sometimes, too? This is slightly getting us off topic. But uh, on the weekends, instead of, like, having something to do after a meal, they would, like, do a game with all of us. So sometimes it was, like, uh, uh, like Pictionary kind of things. One time it was, like, a Jeopardy kind of thing, I think. I don't know. So, like, all like, I'm just saying everybody in the whole like, place? Well, yeah, everyone that was eating the meal, so... I mean, I guess they'd, like... Do you guys all have to eat at the same time? Uh, yes. Yes. But the, um, the inpatient unit ate, like, in one setting, in one area. Okay. The PHP unit ate in a different room, but, like, you could see the inpatient room from the PHP room, if that makes sense. Like, the wall was clear, but, like, there was a wall to separate. And then... People that were there for their first day ate in a separate space. Alone? Uh, unless other people came in with you on that day, but yeah, with a staff member. I guess it was, like, so it, like, was less overwhelming if you were, like... Yeah, that's fair. Or, like, triggering to other people if it was, like, challenging for you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then the kids, the adolescents, ate on their unit. They were, nice. like, upstairs. But... Everyone, for instance, at the um, second treatment center that I went to ate in the ate together, but it was like much smaller of like a place. So like you kind of had like a cohort, if you will. Um, and in that place, I feel like they encourage like a lot of talking at the table. Um. Like, just having, like, normal conversations like this. Yeah, I mean, 
I guess that's like a good way to like teach you how to be a real person. Yeah, I feel like so. To reacclimate you. Right. That's why I was thinking about it because I feel like there's a lot of um, like discourse about what's like the best way to cope while, you know, like at the table having like a Mm -hmm. meal. Like, do you cope by using distraction, which, like I said, was like very much the idea behind like doing the games and things like that or do you cope by like being more mindful and like sitting with your meal and being like present and not having any distractions or do you cope by you know doing something after the meal where like maybe during the meal is less of an issue but it's afterwards that's you know a problem or I feel like I feel like there's stages yeah clearly I'm not an expert Mm -hmm. because I feel like if you already have a lot of guilt around eating, around how you feel about yourself and food, I feel like really being mindful and being like, "Mm, this bite is going into my body and Mm. just being so aware, for me, that would not have been, and to this day, is not probably helpful for me. Um, I feel like having some distraction of like someone to talk to something to watch like something else to think about mm-hmm. is helpful but if you maybe have problems with like binge eating and like you know like mind like using food as like coping then that's like why am I eating like thinking more mindfully about it that way because then you can think about what's really going on yeah, like to don't aid yourself in checking out while yeah. you're eating. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think like for me, coming from both sides of the spectrum is, um, I'm very bad at about being mindful with food. Like I, I can be in some ways, but not like in others. Yeah, no, um, I understand. Like I would say on the day to day. If I'm um, having a meal, like, odds are I'm multitasking. Like, odds are I'm not just sitting in silence with my food and eating it. Um, Like, I like having something to, like, watch. I like, yeah, I don't know, like, I'll work on, like, a a puzzle. Not, like, a literal puzzle. Like, crossword or something. You know what I mean? I know you. Um. Or, like, I'm guilty of doing work while eating, um, you know, stuff like that. Um, And, like, that's fine. But I would also say, like, if I, in the past, like, if I've been in a bingey mode, um, like, likely I'm not even, like, sitting down to to have said food. You know what I mean? I'm, like, pick something up walk over here, eat, pick here, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a little all over the place. Or um, if I am sitting down, then, like, I've collected all the goods (laughs) and brought them to the spot. And then it's more just, like, um, I guess, like, the mindfulness, again, comes, or at least came in for me, is, like, being able to be aware, like, of my thoughts and how I'm feeling during it as opposed to like just like completely checking out of the experience 
I don't know. It's, like, a little hard to explain. And also, like, it also took a lot to get to that point. Yeah. So I think that makes it um, – I don't know. I, I feel like I've tried to explain before, like, what that process looks like for me, um, but it's not necessarily, like, easy to do. Um, but I feel like I definitely had, like, le- I would say, like, maybe less issues during the meal. I definitely would say, like, I was, like, an after-the-meal kind of person where, like, that is where I had maybe more trouble. Yeah. I think so. I feel like the group setting is, and the distraction is also kind of good for that. But like mm-hmm. once, I feel like once you're in the place where you can nourish yourself, like your body's no longer in danger, then mm-hmm. maybe, and like you can kind of have that support system that can help you deal with your feelings. Then mm-hmm. maybe it is like a good idea to think about why you feel those things. But I feel like that's not the first step, you know what I mean? It's not right. It's yeah, not that's... as helpful to know why. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Because, like, I think, like, at first it's, like, just, I mean, and I hate to talk in blanket statements because I think it really depends on, like, what exactly it is you're struggling with. So maybe mm-hmm. I'll frame it at least from the perspective of, like, a restrictive disorder. Like, the first thing is, like, how do you get yourself to the table you know mm-hmm. and then once you start eating how do you keep eating until you're finished and then mm-hmm. how do you deal with the guilt prior to during or after depending on how that comes up for you right I feel and like so, for people that like have problems like purging as well mm-hmm. I feel like that's also important like eat the food and then you have to sit with it like before you do whatever you're going to do next. Mm-hmm. You got to sit yeah. with it and be like, find a way to distract yourself from the feelings and then figure out why you feel them. Right. And I think that comes back to what you were saying about like the physical sensations as well. Like I, I like there's a time and place for being a time and place in your recovery. I mean, for being mindful within your body and being yeah. able to recognize, like, this is when I am hungry. This is when I am full. Um, like, these are all signs, not just your physical sensations, but, like, all the different signs of hunger and fullness and, like, being able to tolerate those feelings. But I think, like, at first, that can be so much harder to tolerate that, like, you might not necessarily want to tap in and be like, this is what it feels like to be full. You know what I mean? It, like might be more of your priority and more helpful in terms of like decreasing symptom usage to just get through the urge of, you know, I want to purge because of how I'm feeling or I want to restrict because of how I'm feeling or whatever it is. Um, so I feel like that definitely makes sense at first, but I think another like added complication to this whole um, you know, talk with others during your mm-hmm. during your meal or distract yourself by in these group settings, I guess is kind of what I mean, is if you struggle eating in front of other people. You know, um, I mean, you don't have to eat with other people, though. You could just yeah. eat and distract yourself. 
do a That's puzzle true. watch TV. That's true. But I, I, I don't know. I feel like oftentimes the, um, the, I don't know the right word I'm looking for. The recommendation, is that what I'm trying to say? That I feel like, at least in the treatment setting, is always like, use your support system, use your support system, have a meal with them, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's like, um, I don't know, like difficult to navigate, like when is the right time to expose yourself and be uncomfortable, be okay with being uncomfortable eating in front of other people um, versus when does it make more sense to like prioritize you like feeling more comfortable and safe during the meal so the meal is easier to um, I mean, get through. That was a big thing for me. Like, I didn't like to eat in front of people. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, kind of had to – and this sounds super harsh. I had to, like, get over it and be like, no one is watching you. Yeah, I mean, I do think, like, ultimately you have to – if that's where the discomfort comes from, like, the sense of, like, comparison or that, like, that belief that other people are judging you – or whatnot, I do think, like, you have to um, kind of uh, reframe those thoughts for yourself and be like, actually, people are probably way less interested in what I'm eating than what I think, Mm -hmm. just, like, as a whole, as a general principle. Um, And especially in, like, a treatment setting, I feel like everyone is concerned about themselves. So, yeah, but also at the same time, weirdly, there is like a lot of other there's a lot of comparison with other people like um, like I became very hyper aware of like, oh, this is how quickly other people are eating. This is how other people are eating. Mm -hmm. This is what people are having trouble eating. This is what people aren't having trouble eating. And um, that's not very helpful. I'll say that. Um, And I think. I got over that with time, but there, yeah, that might just be, like, more the, like, competition side of, like, eating disorders or whatnot, and I would say, like, you know, probably another accurate reframe to that is you experiencing your disorder is are probably way more interested in what other people are <laughs> doing with their food yeah. and making a lot more judgments about other people than they're making of you. Yeah. You know, um, I'll say I'm guilty as charged, you know what I mean? <laughs> so Yeah, I think we're all a little guilty. Um, but um, one thing I was curious, though, G, is, like, growing up, what was, like, uh, mealtimes like in your household? So um, it was usually, like, my whole family eating together for the growing up part, and then once I was a teenager, I would probably usually eat by myself because, um, I would get home later, Mm -hmm. and a lot of times, though, like, it would be, like, Gabrielle, my dad, and I, or Gabrielle and I, and my dad would, like, wait for my mom to come home, she always would come home really late, Mm -hmm. um, but we, like, would put all the food on the table and then, like, eat, like, serve ourselves, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And at some point, the food was moved off the table. Mm-hmm. And so you had to, like, get up if you wanted more. Um, oh. 
Do you feel like that placed like some kind of judgment on getting? More- yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. it was like from like my my dad is like my mom kind of encouraging my dad to like be more mindful of how much food he was eating, like Aww. like yeah. I mean, it was like you know good times, but um, Gabrielle would always eat so slow. Because she, like, would get distracted, like, telling a story or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And I would eat really fast and be, like, saying? slow down. They'd be, like, slow down. They would tell you that? Mm-hmm. <gasps> Bruh, one time, I may have said this before, but one time, <laughs> I could cry just thinking about this. One time when I was in treatment, one of the therapists was, like, why are you eating so fast? Like, she meant it so innocently. I don't know if she said, like, mm-hmm. why or, like, slow down or something like that. She said it with the best of intentions. But I... Like, nearly, no one's coming to take your food away. I nearly had, like, a fit right there. Because I was, like, first of all, I'm I'm just eating. Like, I'm not trying to eat fast. Like, I'm not trying... You know, like, there's... It was the implication of, like, you're doing something disordered right now. Yeah, but you're like, I was like, this is how I normally eat. And the fact that you're saying this is a problem makes me feel like so guilty. Yeah. When I already have a judgment on myself for eating fast. Yeah. Oh, boy. It just, it absolutely wrecked me. I think we had to have a whole conversation afterwards because she was like, why are you crying right now? I was like, don't say that to me. Um, I fucked up my candle again. But yeah, so so then when once you got a little bit older, yeah. like we're kind of more on our own for meals, but then like things got awkward when some people were eating some things and not eating other things, and then just like became like a fight, and then so I would just eat whatever just to not fight. Yeah. Um, and now I um eat pretty slow. How interesting. Yeah. But maybe, like, do I don't know. Do you think I that's, think like, natural slow. for you at this point? Or do you Yeah, because I feel like I'm just taking yourself. my time and enjoying it. Okay. Like nice. Yeah. Um, Noah meets super quickly. Mm-hmm. Because he's, like, used to having 10 minutes to eat in the army. And even though that was only three years of his life, I feel like that's the rest of his life. Fair enough. Yeah. I get that. How about you? Um... I would say, so the expectation growing up similar to yours was, like, uh, family has has dinner together. You know, that's the meal that we have together. Um, and would your brothers eat the same food as you guys because they were, like, babies when you were? Um, yes. I would say they've always been, like, more pickier, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would say what I ate was more similar to what my parents ate than what my brothers ate. But, like, they would have some component of said meal. But there might Mm -hmm. be, like, a different vegetable. Or maybe they didn't eat the vegetable or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I would say, like, it was always – my mom was very much like, I'm not going to be a short order cook, which, like, fair enough. Um, So we all, like – We didn't have different foods. Right. So we'd all eat the same thing. The expectation was that we always sit at the table. The desire would be that we would have a conversation. Um, mm-hmm. 
But as far as I'm aware of, I feel like that always ended badly. <laughs> so, like, I feel like uh, we very quickly got disconnected from that, although my mom's still very much, like, it, that's her ideal. You are know? you guys all still living together, or your brothers? Well, they're here right now. They're on oh. Yeah. Right. So you guys just, like, sit in silence? Well, okay, so now I feel like things are very different. But, like, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. Uh, anecdotally, so, like, uh, my mom's birthday is in the beginning of January, so we, like, you know, went to a restaurant in order yeah. to have um, dinner to celebrate her birthday. Yeah. And my mom goes, everyone needs to put away their phones. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I just sat there. And I sat there for a little bit. Just insane thing. It's like the reason we're on our phones is because there's nothing better to talk about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and if you don't want us to be on our phones, like, mayhaps start a conversation. I don't know. <sighs> um, so eventually, I think we talked about sports and it was uh, fine. But it's like, I don't know. I feel like I don't have enough brain cells to like have an actual conversation sometimes. So it's like, I don't know. Um. But anyways, yeah, no, I feel like that, that was that, and then I'm sure, like, like you were saying with, in high school, when we would get home, like, later than other people, and I mean, like, I did other after-school activities that would mean getting home late, so I'm sure, like, that made things a little different, um, but I don't really remember it being a huge deal or whatnot, um, and then I would say... I would say now, I don't really, maybe between my brothers, my brother's going to college, and yeah, so maybe sometimes after my brother's going to college, I feel like there's been like a huge um, shift in trying to have like family meals, but like it not working out. So like one, I tend to eat a different meal than my family unless they're also having something that's vegan or yeah vegan accommodating so I kind of just do whatever um and also I feel like and I don't know if this is like necessarily a good thing or a bad thing because I feel like in some ways it causes stress in my life and in other ways like it's fine um but I my stress well let me explain so like <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. I just was like talking around the point. Um, I feel like with intuitive eating, there's the like balance between like um practicing gentle nutrition and like eating when you're not hungry because you know it like behooves you. Yeah. Versus like listening to your body and eating when you're hungry and mm-hmm. uh, kind of using that to dictate your days. Well. Mm-hmm. Uh, my body likes to get hungry at not conventional times. So I feel like, for instance, if I have breakfast, like, later in the day, and, and mind you, this is still getting three meals in a day, like that. Yeah. That's nutrition here. It's just chaotic timing of things. Um, but so if I have breakfast later in the day, then obviously that means I'm having lunch later than your typical 12 o'clock lunchtime or whatever. And then that means that I tend to not get hungry for dinner until also later. But mm-hmm. my parents, because especially like with my dad, with his work schedule, I feel like he's more like 
on the clock. So once he gets home from work, he's like, I'm hungry. Dinner's at six kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And that makes like sense. I get that. So American. I know. (laughs) Like Bartolini house. We're like, we're hungry. It's like 930 PM. We're like, let's cook a full meal right now. That is so funny. I want to, we're putting a pin in that because I want to come back to um, apply apply to live apply to German culture. (laughs) Um, So, um, yeah. So then I I'll just eat when I'm next hungry. Like I'm not that concerned about you're not married to the schedule dinner at the same time. Exactly. And I think my brothers like are in somewhat of a similar situation where like, but their theirs is because their sleep schedules like whack. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if they don't have anything to do, they're not going to wake up till noon. And so that impacts when they're having their first meal of the day and then impacts, yeah. like, when they get hungry, whatever. And also, that like, they're just, like, not pressed. They're not pressed to have, like, <laughs> a family meal. So, like, they'll come down when they're ready kind of thing. So it's, like, now it's very much, like, uh, might have the TV on during dinner. You know, Wheel of Fortune Jeopardy, they always come on around that time. You have to watch while what people. <laughs> what? people. Look, I just want to pretend I'm smart, and that's why I watch it. You know what? Um, it's okay. I still love you. Nothing see. against you. <laughs> um, but yeah, or like my my parents will live together, but then like I'll, I usually like still um, like eat at the kitchen table. Like I won't necessarily take it up to my room depending and then my brothers will come whenever so like it's very disjointed now is what I mean to say was kind of the point of that so now I feel like my habits around meals are um I don't know just like they're dictated by me and what like I want to do there's no like as it should be standard yeah oh well the part that stresses me out about that is if I have food plans with someone we're having like uh, lunch at twelve. Yeah, we're going to think. And I so, mean, I feel like that's where you have to kind of you, you have to yeah. just have a snack. Yeah, it's kind of like you know what I mean. Like, so you don't make your friend feel awkward. Just have a snack before yeah. you go at the time when you start to get hungry, and then be like, okay, I'll have a snack. You know. Yeah, there was one time where I guess I'll use this anecdotally as one way that I try to work around this. Um, there was one time that I uh, maybe we had like dinner plans for six, let's say, and yeah. it was like four thirty, and I was starving. No, you know what I mean. So it's like yeah. a snack wasn't gonna cut it. Yeah, like I had to like oh, have no. like a full thing, but also like I still have these plans, so like I ended up yeah. just like eating enough that I like wasn't starving anymore and then like had a little bit at dinner like less than I would have liked if I had actually been hungry at that time um and so like I was still eating to participate but like I wasn't like eating because like I am hungry and need food at this moment right so sometimes I try to do that sometimes I try to plan a little bit better of like I'm just going to need to like shift when I have mm-hmm. my meals. Cause sometimes it's consistent and sometimes it's not. It's the other thing too. Like you never know. You never know when it's going to strike. So 
I try to work around it, and, like, worst-case scenario, I'm eating a little bit when I'm not very hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, and other worst-case scenarios, I'm a little too hungry when I'm ready to eat. And I feel like it's just, like, trying to manage both of those and having both of those kind of be okay. Oh, you um, just made me really want fries. I don't know, like, the, thing, the <laughs> thought of, like, the thought of eating out right yeah. now, like, crispy fries. Because yeah. I'm like, what is Marie getting at a restaurant that's vegan? Just fries. That's, that's like, a Liana thing to do. <laughs> I feel like I never do that. I know, but if I was vegan, that's what I <laughs> That's valid. Like, there's, fries like, this done. meme, like, this meme of, like, what does a girl get at a restaurant? Like, this is so, like, anti-feminist of me to say. But... It's like fries in a Caesar salad. I freaking love Caesar salad. Like, no yeah. joke. I'm obsessed with Caesar salad. I buy those little kits. I make them in my house, like, love all the it. time. Like, you, like I know not you, not yeah. Marie, but, like, you stick a can of tuna in there. Oh. It's a full meal. Wow. Because it's like, you got a protein. Yeah. You got the Fast salad. Fast from the dressing. The dressing, the croutons, yeah, croutons, and then you have fries on the side. Boom. It's a full fucking full meal. Full meal. You're so And, funny. like, I add avocado and tomatoes and cucumber, so it's not Wonderful. just lettuce. Yeah. It's a meal. Sorry, that was yeah. unrelated, but just you got me in the mood. <laughs> I want to go to a restaurant. A kale Caesar salad, literally nutting. That's funny because it reminds – I exactly saw a, a TikTok describing that exact meal. Not in that context. Um, uh, are you aware of Dutch on TikTok? No. <gasps> Go what follow him. I'm obsessed with him. the guy? Yeah. He lives in New York. You could run into him one day and you would never even know. Um, Speaking of TikTok, guys. Yeah. <gasps> Is Gianna going to be a TikTok oh, star? I made another video today. It's not landing. My video from yesterday was good. My video from today, people don't seem to like it. Oh, I need to go. I think it's because the lighting was most yeah. good. Oh, the I love the little voiceover good. thing, though. That's I did another I did. voiceover. Oh, chef's kiss. I love I tried that. to have a really soothing voice. I was like, hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> okay, I'll have to find it and like it and comment. Anyways. Um, what else do I want to say about this? Uh, topic. I know this has not been like direct or like helpful advice. It's more just it's more just talking, talking about table talk. Yeah. Um, I think that bananagrams should make a comeback. Yeah, I kind of want to own bananagrams to be honest. Apparently, you can play by yourself. I never knew. You know that I have two categories and no bananagrams. That's upsetting. I think you should trade with somebody. You know. Get someone's bag of bananagrams yeah. and give them categories. Yeah. Um, hmm. What else do I want to say about this topic? Oh, I feel like one of the things that's so annoying about um, sitting at a table with other people and trying to have like a conversation is that one of like the go-to small talk kind of talking points is like what you're eating, mm. and it's so fucking unhelpful. Like, oh, how's that? Oh, how's that? Oh, yeah. It's like, I mean, I would say it now it's usually less bothersome because it's right. like, oh, this tastes so delicious. Thank you for making it. You know, whatever. That's mm-hmm. no big deal. How'd you make it? Like, 
Yeah, but I feel like when it's like, you know, when, when anything that diet culture touches <laughs> becomes tainted and it's like, oh, I'm so bad for eating this. I only can have a little bit of this. Yada, yada. Like, luckily, that's luckily not I don't have friends like that anymore. That's fantastic. I feel like that's, you know, one of the things that, like, might happen at, like, you know, a family gathering with your Ugh. aunt that you see they once a year kind of thing. You need to just you die know? off. um yeah i don't know i feel like that's not helpful and i think that's sometimes like why um especially if you have the almond mom rip the treaded almond what's like that voice effect where it's like it's very far away (laughs) the almond mom like you're in a tunnel yeah you know what i mean mom mom (laughs) echo yes Exactly. The echo, the echo of mom. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like that can definitely make the whole, you know, have a conversation as a form of like distraction, like not a great, not a great yeah. place to start. Um, what else about sitting at the table? I guess too, like. Um, I was gonna, I was trying to like think about like different like routines and habits. I feel like ours are pretty similar in terms of like how we grew up, like what the, um, expectations were. Um, but I, I wonder like though. when it's, when it's like, um, if it is kind of like a fend for yourself, everyone. Oh, I think this comes back to the TikTok video that you, that we were talking about earlier is I think she said one of the things that happens in these households where these um younger kids with eating disorders is that um they're more of like a piecemeal like everyone fend for yourself get yourself what you want kind of household um and i wonder if that's more of like a something about that encourages disordered eating or more like something about that just enables disordered eating i think it enables it but it's also like you never learn what a meal looks like Oh, like that's a even fair point. because a lot. So a lot of people that are nutritionists, mm-hmm. they're t- like they're taught nutrition for people that they like don't learn because mm-hmm. their family didn't have enough money or, or like right. mm-hmm. they're living a food desert. But in this situation, it's that the parents didn't teach a kid how to eat a meal. Like mm-hmm. if you never saw like a plate, and like I'm not saying that you know everyone whose parents make them meals are making them nutritious meals. But, mm-hmm. you know, if if you just see everyone in your house, like grabbing, like, uh, for example, like a hummus and, and carrots, and you're like, this is my meal. Right. Mm-hmm. And you never see a plate with different food groups in front of you, no matter if it's like, yeah. quote, nutritious or not, like you could be having like the most five star chef meal, or you could be having like SpaghettiOs, and like some celery sticks, like that's better than like not having an example of food in front of you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like, I think that's parents, a fair point. Parents should be an example to their children. I think that sometimes like eating disorders are like out of ignorance. You know? Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I want to think more on that. That's an interesting. I I, I feel like I want to think the best of people. No, that's fair. <laughs> they want to think the best of children, that they they are not intentionally harming themselves in this way a right. lot of the time. 
Yeah, and I think um, they just don't know. Modeling can go both ways. You can model behaviors that your kids pick up on that might be disordered, mm-hmm. and your lack of doing something could also be picked up on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of things to like explore in terms of like yeah. how. Um, different eating habits might impact someone's like relationship with food. Cause it's even like, Oh, this is like one of the interesting ones that I didn't really think about until maybe more recently is the like idea that you need to like clean your plate. You have to finish everything that you, that's on your plate. And while to a parent and I can see and understand it as being like a, you know, you just want to make sure that like your kid has eaten enough. You want to, make sure that they have enough nutrition. You think that they're, you know, getting the portion size that they need or whatever. And that's great. But what happens when you create that mentality around food is like, if someone was ready to stop eating before and then they're not learning to listen to their fullness and they're just creating this like association of like, you have to always finish your plate. And like, in some ways, like, might not seem that harmful, but I feel like in actuality, that's where people start to become disconnected uh, with themselves and being able to like um, interpret their cues and like have good interoception or whatnot. So, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of interesting or like the idea of like, you need to um, eat your vegetables before you can have dessert. Like just kind of, yeah, playing into and might be with good intentions um, because you, again, want to make sure that your kid has nutritious food, but then you're playing into the morality of like, well, these foods are good and this food is bad Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So I feel like there's like a lot of little things like that that are probably like not very explored in terms of like their correlation too. Yeah. I would love to see more research on that. Marie, as the scientist, it's fallen on your shoulders to conduct a study. I will uh, survey. It will be voluntary. I'll, and I'll translate it for you. Thanks. <laughs> you guys, my work keeps being, we have this like survey that we do. And of course, you know, we want to be as inclusive as we can. And um, also, mind you, Gianna, I, God, I hate when I do this. No. I'm going to finish what I'm going to say, and then I will have my side thought. Okay. So, Your work is inclusive. We, we try to make our work as inclusive as possible, which is to say we only offer a Spanish survey as if there's no other, uh, there's no other, languages. other languages existing. Um, but so we try to have this Not Spanish English, survey. Spanish. That's it. <laughs> um, and... We, like, could never find anyone. Well, okay, we could find someone to translate our survey. The problem is that we're on a time crunch. Because we're, like, we want to (laughs) make. Oh, okay. So the first time. The first time that we ever translated our survey, we had, like, our little partners at a different place be, like, oh, we can get someone to translate your survey for you. And we're, like, great, thanks. And then it took 100 years. It's, like, on Google Translate. I don't know who translated it, but we gave it to Gianna. Gianna was like, this is not Spanish, actually. They're like, nice Portu- no. They're like Italian and Portuguese Spanish. 
Spanish. Yeah. Um, so she has so graciously uh, done that for us. Um, speaking of which, you did see that I've unmuted you, right? Yes. Thank okay, you. Good. <laughs> just wanted to make sure. I saw that money come, go away from my account, but I was like, I don't know if Venmo just takes the money from your account regardless, or no, if they it. have Thank to. You. Okay. <laughs> um, but yes, what was I going to say as a side thought? Now I forgot my side thought, though. About the survey? Yeah, about being a Spanish translator for the survey. Do you need me to translate anything else? No, I think we're... So we we have to do... We're going to hire someone? <laughs> yeah, we have to do our focus group questions, and we're going to translate yeah. them in Spanish, but I think we'll have enough time to do that to get an actual Good. person Good. to Yeah, You know, let's someone with better, better qualifications. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're trying our best. Yeah, the great state of Maryland needed my service. Yeah. Um. Anyway. What the fuck were we talking about this translation? <laughs> For your survey that you're doing? Oh, surveys, about- surveys. Yeah, so I got to survey people to understand what little things that their you parents have to find the them. almond moms. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hmm. Anywho. Table. If you have, if you have, oh, if you have, if you have, <laughs> we're broken. If, <laughs> if you have any other tips for people that have that need table talk table talk tips oh email us yes do you know what else i thought of what um sometimes there's like little table there's card prompts oh those are fun i actually really like those i like those too yeah like when um my dietitian i used to eat together sometimes uh i would just pull up like the like conversation starters like yeah and I just ask her questions and we would take turns like that's like a fun that's thing what I do, do when I when I want Noam to talk to me um yeah. when he's like doing other things and like so what was your dream when you were five and then he'll be like <laughs> tell me and then I'll be like do you want to know what my dream was when I was five? <laughs> he's like no <gasps> no no just kidding he's like He'll be like slowly close the computer and be like, "Yes, Gianna." <laughs> I am not busy doing anything else at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I love the moral that. of this episode. I love that idea. Not being busy at all. Or no, love that. no, the conversation. The yes, <laughs> I love it when he's not busy at all. He's actually in Israel right now. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm jealous. Why are you not there? Because I'm freaking working. I know. I think I was going to ask you when you mentioned he was going to Israel. I was like, are you Are you going to go? And then I was like, that's a dumb question. His, sis- <laughs> his sister and all his friends thought I was going, and then I wasn't. And I was like, oh. I was like I'm also sad. But yeah. I have a house to myself. That's nice. I'm not, I'm not doing anything. So. Yeah. Wild. I want to go to Israel. I swept the floor. Yeah, we should go wow. together. There's I think so it's, yeah, it's showing all the cool places. Yeah. Vegan, vegan home. Love it. Yeah. Oh, anyway. I was going to say, moral of the episode is um, find what works best for you. Yeah. Do what you got to do. Yeah. And. And steam. Yeah. That's all I got to say on that. Follow us on Instagram at Zero from the Box. If you want to tell us your table table talk tips dm us or email us at 
zero from the box at gmail.com. You can follow me at Gianna Bardellini on Instagram or at Gianna on TikTok. And Marie? That was just done so nicely. I don't, like, have anything to add. Don't follow Marie. <laughs> Bye. Bye.